This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. Welcome to the Undercaffeinated Podcast, a weekly podcast for educators who don't have time to listen to a podcast, kind of like us. Each week we'll cover a different topic in education in just about five to ten minutes. Our goal is to share bite-sized chunks of professional development so you can join us, whether you're driving your kids around, preparing dinner, making copies during prep, or really doing just about anything. This is PD for real teachers who are real tired, coming to you from Nevada, Colorado, and Florida. I'm Voxer, and so we just kind of decided that that was going to be our podcast um, for this evening. So um, I have been in a couple of classrooms, and I have seen this, uh, they call it a scoop, and so I'm like, Hey, my friend Allie, she has talked about a scoop before, but I've never seen it in action. So, of course, what do I do? I go into Boxer and I'm like, Ashley, Joelle, have you guys seen this? It's a scoop. Like, have you ever tried it before? And so Ashley, of course, has tried it. And Joelle's like, what is this? So we are here tonight to talk about scoops in the classroom. That sounds silly, a scoot. <laughs> It's super funny. Well, and it was funny when, um, when you had said that you had never seen it. Cause like, you know how there's certain tools where we look at them and we think, Oh, everybody knows this or everybody does this or it's so overused or whatever. <laughs> In my mind, I was thinking, Oh, I feel like this was one when I was in the classroom. Um, this was one of those games that I used quite often. Um, and that I really didn't even need to give much direction to my students because they just knew we were playing scoop. Um, so yeah, you, you were like, like the game scoot. I'm like, I don't know. It's yeah. a scoop. Well, cause it was funny. It was funny the way that you were saying it to me. I was like, Oh, is this the same thing? Is Aaron talking about the same thing? So it did make me laugh a little bit. Oh, it it was it was pretty awesome. I really I enjoyed it, which is why I was like, well, I got I I need to confirm uh, <laughs> with my my fellow podcasters here. All right, so you have to bring me out of the dark. So tell me, what <laughs> is Scoot? <laughs> All right, Erin, do you want to take it from your perspective of what you were seeing? Sure, sure. So essentially, in a very like dry definition it's essentially taking a worksheet and having the kids move around the room to answer the questions and so like I saw like I said my friend Allie she's talked about it she does it all the time and she always finds great success with it but I'd never seen it in action so essentially what I did was I was I was doing an observation in one classroom and the teacher had posted the questions like she just used some scotch tape she posted the questions like all over her room and the kids had to go around in buddies 
to, to find the questions in order or out of order, I don't think the teacher really cared, and answer them on their paper. And this was a review before an assessment. And then I was in another classroom yesterday and the teacher had it set up where each question was on a desk. So like question one was at this spot and then we went around in a circle and then the next one went around the circle. So it was very systematic and they weren't working in buddies, but they were going like spot to spot to spot after like each ding or whatever. And then they were answering that question. And it was, and again, I think she said it was another review. So uh, to me, I was just like, this is awesome because it's taking such a basic concept, but it's giving that movement. Yeah. And I think it's a really easy way to kind of gamify your learning, but without the technological aspect, it's kind of taking that out of it. Um, and, and you are just kind of adding in some of that kinesthetic where they can move around a little bit. Um, you know, it's more of kind of carefree. It's not the silent classroom. There's lots of movement and lots of excitement because they're trying to, you know, rush to the next spot. Um, and so the first way that you were describing, Erin, um, that was actually another um, kind of game that I would play. Um, but I did not call it Scoot. I called it Write the Room. And I had, you know, my students either in buddies or even solo. Um, but there were stipulations. There could only be so many people at one card at a time around the room. So depending on how many questions I had, I kind of changed it up that way, but it just makes that practice a little bit more exciting. And, you know, they're a little bit more in, there's mm -hmm. more buy-in from them, um, from our students to kind of just get into it and, and start working. Um, and you know, there's different parameters too. I mean, you could really do it with anything, any subject, um, math seemed to always be my go-to for scoot. Um, because it just got that math is all about repetition, right? We just have to keep solving different problems, um, so that we can get, kind of get that concept. And so it's a great way to, to add in that repetition in a fun way. Um, so math was kind of my favorite, but how else did you see, what other subjects did you see, Erin? Um, so I saw in math. And then I also saw the one where the teacher like posted it on the walls. That was for science. Um, and then I, I know that Allie and Ashley, you know, Allie, um, she, I, I know <laughs> that she's uh, that she's used it for, I want to say for ELA too. Yeah. You but I, I don't know that for sure. So it, it really sounds like a hybrid between um, Kagan four corners and, and just a classroom scavenger hunt, but it gets that, um, oxygen and glucose to your brain, mm -hmm. you know, so just energizing the kids and maximizing learning. Exactly. Yeah. And probably the easiest way that I used it, um, you know, for anybody who wants to kind of take this and use it in their classroom today or tomorrow, um, I, I would kind of, our desks were arranged in all sorts of different ways, but I would have my students going at, through a, like a snake in the classroom. And every time, I would shout out scoot, they would have to move to the next desk. So it was kind of like this, you know, I was timing them and they only got so many seconds at each question card and they had to kind of go fast. And, you know, sometimes that does create a little bit of anxiety, but it's all friendly competition. Um, and so it's just kind of setting up that at the beginning that, you know, this is just, it's really for fun and for practice. And it's okay if we don't, you know, get everything right. Cause we're, we're going quickly. Um, hmm. 
And then when you shout out scoot, there's kind of like that frenzy of, oh no, I got to get to the next desk and start this question. And it, it is a really fun, um, fun game. And it's super easy too to then walk around and monitor and kind of just spot check over some of those papers to see like, hey, maybe I need to pull this kiddo into a group after this activity or whatnot. Um, and then even to add on to it, how awesome would it be if then after, you know, the quick frenzy, they could go back with another color and check their work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. That kind of adds another layer into it where then it's, you know, not as panicked for some of our kids that <laughs> don't like those time constraints. But it is, it's it's a fun game. Yeah. And I think if we set it up the right way, we won't create that, you know, that anxiety around it. Agreed. And like I said, I saw it, I saw it in both styles where one had the timer going on her, um, on her interactive whiteboard. And so when it would ding, she would be like, okay, scoot or go ahead and move. And then the other teacher, it was just kind of free flowing. Like the kids just wandered around the room, finding the questions to answer in whatever order they wanted. So there was no stress on that one. I bet if you had access to class iPads, it would be easy to do like QR code stations and kind of do it like almost like a, like a modern uh, version of a web quest. Joel, you're reading my mind. <laughs> Did you, are you sure you didn't listen to those boxes? I <laughs> swear I didn't. I have to get caught up. We were talking about that earlier because Aaron and I were, we were talking earlier to try to figure out, okay, how could we bring technology into this game? Um, mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't always need technology for everything, yeah. right? We can, we can go back to the basics. Um, but if we wanted to increase um, our technology use and kind of, you know, bring this activity um, up a little bit more, we were kind of trying to think of how could we do this? So we, um, Aaron was talking about using your QR codes. Yes. 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 I was, I, I was sorry. I saw, I saw something. I saw something and I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, then we were also talking about trying to do like a breakout EDU where, yes. you know, after students kind of got all of, um, all of their answers, they could have like a Google form and, you know, selected answers had to go in to, you know, break out. Um, I haven't done breakout rooms yet. I have, I am mm -mm. still trying to figure out how to do them in the virtual classroom. So it's kind of on my bucket list. Um, we need to talk to Christina. But I was thinking that could be kind of cool. We have, we talked what? about, um, we talked about either Kahoot or quizzes, like how to arrange that. So QR codes and Google Forms and Kahoot and quizzes. And like, there's just so many options. And I also wonder like if you set up a HyperDoc too, and then you set up, cause I'm trying to think like for, you know, at least my district is a Google district. And so it's all about Chromebooks. So I'm wondering, like, you could set up Chromebooks, I think, as long as they're facing you for the management of it. Mm -hmm. But then also set it up, you know, with HyperDoc, you know, with different things in every station. You know, you go to a different one or even yes. Google Slides and collaborate. You know, there's lots of really cool ideas. Oh, yes. So but many. Speaking of Google Slides, Joelle. <laughs> 
<laughs> we did make a template to share out with everyone, um, a scoot template. So that was a perfect segue. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad. At all. But we did create um, a template for anybody who would like to just download um, just that scoot questionnaire uh, template. Um, and really, you could bring any question um, into it. So we'll have a couple of different templates um, on our Google slide that we'll share in our show notes and on our website um, yes. that everyone can can gain access to. Yeah. Oh, so I that'll be great. So I guess the question really to put out there on Twitter, uh, Twitter, not Twitter, uh, Twitter <laughs> is, uh, you know, ha, ha, have you scooted? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, have you used a scoot in your classroom? How did you use it? Because uh, Ashley's done it. Joelle and I are are still learning, but it's a really great structure or strategy. Absolutely. So um, we will go ahead and wrap up with that, everyone. How does that sound? <laughs> I think it's awesome, and I appreciate um, coming on today to learn. So thank you. <laughs> well, we, great ideas. We will scoot on out of here, and scoot, we scoot. just want to. Thank everyone for joining us. Um, and if you like what you heard today and you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we would so appreciate that. And that would help other educators find us as well. Um, remember that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at undercaffeinated. And we would love to hear from you. So thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. -bye.